It's podcast time, you bunch of maniacs. But before we get to our guest today, I want to talk about our friends. We've got to give some love to our friends here at Squarespace. Squarespace is your one-stop place to visit to build your own website, to build your own online media platform, and also to build a marketplace for your business. So I know a lot of you out there, maybe you're interested in wrestling, maybe you're interested in whatever it may be, maybe you're interested in starting up an old podcast just like me, but I know you need a place to create a website. Maybe it might be for your old league, your old CAW league. It might be for a particular hobby that you may have, but you need somewhere to have some tools to create that platform and squarespace.com is that place it is very very easy to use and it's also especially easy for you to use for people who aren't so necessarily tech savvy i'm talking to all you old times out there you also have the benefit of the 24 hour service on the web chat you're always going to have someone to help you out if you're struggling which can sometimes happen when you've got to deal with lots of techie stuff out there it's great for creating your own online business maybe your personal blog, or any particular talents that you may have. It is also good for setting up an online store. So maybe you want to get some merch out there. This is a great thing to help you with understanding technical language like e-commerce and all these other things. It's also great for creating your own domain. So check it out, squarespace.com, S-Q-U-A-R-E-S-P-A-C-E.com. The following is an FWC collection production. Today we're talking to Big Mike, Mike Sutton, Sudden Death from that old show named GSF. And uh, well, we've got a great conversation, not only about the old professional wrestling, we're also going to get into a conversation, a rare conversation about faith. That's right, faith. Whether you believe in it, whether you don't, I think it's a great uh, opportunity to discuss these things with the people that we are friends with. And so get ready for the conversation with Mike Sutton. It's Friday time, which means it's time for another edition of the Giamco Talks podcast. And uh, I've got a very exciting edition of this podcast because I've got a guy from uh, one of the all-time greatest shows in the history of the freaking universe, that being GSF. You know GSF, ran by that old uh, Ray Giddis, good personal friend of mine, good pal. And one of the members of the GSF roster is a man they call Big Mike. And, uh, you know, I feel like there's only one way to introduce uh, Big Mike, and that's with, uh, with a little song. Well, it's the Big Mike. It's the Big Bad Mike tonight on. Oh, baby, come on. Well, it's the Big Mike. Crack it up. Come on tonight. Tell them on. Well, get ready for something that you'll never know. You won't see it coming, God, I promise you, no, is the big mic come to set things right. Mike, take the chorus. <laughs> That's the first I've heard of that song, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, it's actually interesting that I uh, I sing that song. You know, uh, old Big Show, Paul White is going to AEW. What about that? Huh? Bit of a bit of a shock. Very interesting. We'll see how that pans out for him. But we're not talking to the Big Show. We're talking to well, actually that'd be kind of cool if I was talking to the Big Show. Talking to Big Mike. Good old Big Mike Sutton. Sudden death. We call him Big Mike from uh, from there. But so let's let's kind of uh, let's kind of start from the beginning, Mike. You know, because oh yeah, by the way, Ray Geddes is here. I've got to mention that also too. He's in the in the background. You little sneak. Sneaking onto the podcast, he's always there. Mike, hey. I want to talk. <clears throat> I want to talk. Uh, I want to talk about sort of the, the early beginnings because we were talking before uh, before we uh, we we started recording that you weren't a huge wrestling fan. You probably were a person that may have uh, watched a sort of portion of it, maybe that sort of late nineties, sort of the, the boom period. What kind of what what, what time frame did you uh, did you watch pro wrestling? <clears throat> I probably watched it maybe. Uh... In the, er- in the early 90s to mid 90s or something maybe oh really back when uh you know the undertaker you know rick flair hulk hogan you know those guys were popular oh okay that's a, I, know, I, I, I never really never worked really really followed that much but it was you know i used to hang out with ray i've known ray since i was in kindergarten so uh i would get together with him on weekends and stuff growing up and uh and watch it some so we always, you know, had that the action figures we used to play with too. So that was, that was, that was. Ray, you still do that, don't you? I do. <laughs> well, it's interesting you say that because uh, you know we've, we've had a couple of guys from from you know GSF crew and your group of friends. You know, most of them are sort of I want to say passionate wrestling fans, but obviously you know, through the years. How come you sort of went away from it, especially when sort of everybody around you kind of likes it? Well, I, I mean. I kind of liked it by association. Um, you know, Ray and some other buddies liked it, so I kind of followed with it. But, you know, I was always a, a baseball, basketball, football type guy. Ah, you know, uh, okay. You know, all growing up. So I just watched that mostly and just never did watch a lot of wrestling. For no, no, no particular reason, but. Right, right, right. Well, you know, I was I was going to ask that because you know sometimes a lot of times you find uh, you, you like um, again it's different for everybody. You like wrestling when you're a kid, you like it in your teens, and then you kind of grow out of it, and you kind of like the legitimate sports like boxing, like uh, MMA, those kind of things. So I kind of thought that would be the uh, the route you take, but you know, it's not for everyone, and uh, I, it's not legitimate. Um, it's just um, I don't know, just one of those things that's never did. Yeah. So let's let's talk about you know you going into the sort of online stuff uh, that that we do, and we're not going to go too much into it because uh, God knows we could go all day with it. So I was first introduced to you myself uh, when I saw you on uh, Ray Show GSF as Big Mike, uh, standing pretty tall, always in that, uh, that 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 sort of main event scene all the time, and uh, always had that rocking freaking song by Disturb, which I love by the way. Now yeah. what? What kind of uh, interests me about you guys, and I, I kind of like this with your group of people, because it's similar to me in that you do this stuff as a sort of maybe a creative thing or a hobby thing, and you've got to probably say you do it just to help out Ray, which, you know, it, it, I hear from a lot of people. We don't tend to, we don't tend to sort of spend 24 hours or, or so on it and get sort of really involved in it, because, well, I think it could be dangerous. It could kind of be a bit weird, and also it's just not healthy. So... Is is GSF sort of the only thing in that world of online wrestling that you follow? Do you follow any others? Yeah, that's that's the only only thing I follow. Yeah. And and why is that? Is it because you don't like the others, or just because Ray's your friend and you just support that? 
uh, Royal Ray's my buddy, and I and I always try to support him. And uh, you know, it's uh, I just try to stick it with that. You know, so. right, right, right. When you've, and we're not going to go into to, to much part of it, but when you hear about, you know, the, the odd politics or the odd uh, thing in, in this where, you know, maybe Ray is involved or I'm involved or maybe someone else is involved, you know, what's your what's your opinion on people who kind of want to take the, the personal parts of, of your life and sort of make it into a, a big drama, as it were, or a situation, whether it could be anything about what somebody said or what somebody's done outside of the, the little world of us creating this thing and, and having fun? Because I can imagine you've heard things that you know situations that, that Ray's been a part of. What's your what's your sort of opinion on those kind of situations that go from maybe something innocent and then sort of snowballs into being quite personal? Well, it's all about entertainment, you know. If it's something that you know can entertain your your viewers and listeners, um, you know, and and make it something you know worthwhile that they can listen to, uh, you know, I'm all for it. Your character on the on the show, uh, did you have a hand in creating that, or was that all Ray? Yeah, I had a hand. I had a hand in that. Uh, uh, I think he kind of looks like me in real life, and you know, exaggerated a little bit of it. But you know, it was all, all in all, it, it pretty well looks like me in real life. If I'm correct, the face of Mike Sutton is not your face; it's someone else's face, right? Yes, yeah, somebody else's somebody else's faces um can i create a character with your face uh and we're going to call him bill funk uh since you alluded to before the podcast that uh some ladies like a little bit of the pickle that i think your new creation bill funk would be out of this world what do you what do you call him bill funk bill funk yeah dill dill the pickle funk the dill funk dill funk i got you <laughs> Yeah, sure. Hey, that's cool, man. We'll call him the uh, the funkiest pickle around. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, again, you sort of being a casual viewer, um, we sort of always saw you in this sort of scenes where it's always revolving around you and Sean O'Connor and the GSF title thing, and that was a story for quite a while and for quite a, a few years or so. And now, of course, as we record this, we're at the phase of GSF carnage coming around the corner, which you no know, Ray's been. Uh, working on and I've been seeing some sneak peeks and oh my goodness that is going to be double bomb that show in terms of the the time and the effort that Ray has put into it. it's going to be a great show um and and Wes Wade of course is uh is involved in that and I've got to be honest with you Mike I know you're a guest on this podcast but I've got to tell you I'm rooting for old renegade Wes Wade because you've already been champ and screw Sean O'Connor you better in fact you know what Ray if you don't give Wes the title I'm gonna riot you might have to riot then <laughs> What? No, 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 no. Don't you dare give it to any of the other two. Wes is the greatest baby face that I've ever seen. He's a great baby face. Okay? I, Mike never got his full run, if that tells you anything. He never got his full run. His fight, Right after he won the title is when uh, Sean O'Connor came to me and asked me, hey, you know, I want to match with him at Call Stars. Can you give me this? And Mike agreed. So, you know, but but he never got his full title run. Like, he never – I think he defended it once against me, like a rematch, the next show after he won it, and that's all he got to defend it. So, Mike might be winning it again. I'm not going to tell, like, what's going to happen, but he might be winning it again. So, basically, you're not going to give me what I want? No, not right now. Well, I'm not going to watch it then. All right, then. Well, I'm going to shit on you online then. All right. 
just shun me then. That's oh, fine. We'll sh we ain't talking ever again because I'm a big Wes Wade mark. I'm a big Wes Wade mark too. You pretty know, Mike, Mike, what do you think of Wes Wade? You like Wes Wade? I think he's pretty cool. Yeah, he's all right. Do you, know, uh, do you know Wes in, uh, in real life? I do. Who would win in a fight between you and Wes Wade? Oh, I mean, I would win hands down. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I think Wes would have something to say about that. I can't believe we would have that conversation. <laughs> on, the, on the show, of course. Put a back motherfucker around. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I should do like a, a promo battle on here between Wes and, uh, and Mike. I think that'd be a great, with me as moderator. Many different characters we got on the GSF show. People obviously you know, people you probably don't know. Any any ones on there you like that uh, that Ray's created or maybe uh, other people that you might know? I mean, one of the ones that I am a big fan of, of course I said Wes Wade, but I'm a big fan of the Pitbull. like that style. I do, I do like Pitbull. Yeah. Yeah, he's dead. Pitbull is one of my favorites. Any, uh, I mean, you don't like Sean O'Connor, right? Uh, I don't like Sean O'Connor at all. Yeah, fuck him. I think he's a bitch. He's a bitch. <laughs> uh, well, as well, uh, with uh, with a little bit of the the, the, the reshun that you've had on uh, on the show as well, with people coming out, people going in, um, they you just had your uh, a, a tag team return, which is uh, remind me of that tag team that returned, Ray, because I can't think of the top of my head. Oh, uh, good old boys. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, those uh, th those yeah. guys, those guys kind of uh, Lloyd, I, I like. Lloyd and Lloyd Boyd. That's the yeah. one, Floyd Boyd. I, was, I had that name in my head, but I can't remember if that was a tag team or the person. Oh yeah. Well, uh, there, there's some good tag teams around and uh, uh, good things on there. Let's uh, let's let's move on to uh, a particular uh, different topic. If somebody came to you, Mike, and said, uh, "I want to use your character for my show." Would you say yes? Would you say you're exclusive to GSF, or are you possibly uh, tempted by uh, an offer from someone else? Yeah, I, I would entertain it. Yeah, he he actually has with MAW. Yeah, I was I was going to say that's that's something obviously that we, that we saw when we were when we were working on that and, and getting into that, that that he's done in there. Um, last time I checked, they were trying to do like a storyline, I believe, with you and Wes Wade. I believe that was what they were trying to uh, get by by making something unique there, but. Would you say it would have to be like a particular group of people? Would you have to sort of almost be uh, cautious? Because, of course, you know, different groups, different agenda, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, let's move on to, uh, to, to some other stuff here. One of, the, uh, one of the things that, of course, we're all... Uh, kind of dealing with now is of course the the big 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 v word in the world that's virus by the way and uh, of course in this country and some other countries as well on our wonderful lockdowns kind of res restricted and uh in terms of what we can do it can it can create a lot of stress and, and this is a serious topic here you know and, and just kind of picking your your brain a little bit uh i don't know if it's been something that's sort of been very prevalent in your life it's been very very prevalent in my life and that's depression and very, very difficult to, you know, figure out what it is that you do to, to get out of that funk sometimes. So I kind of want to ask you a sort of vague question here, you know, Mike, and, and how, how do you get rid of stress? You know, how do you deal with that? Go to the gym, man. That's the uh, best stress reliever you can, you can have. Uh, there's, there's no medicine out there that can 
uh, duplicate what uh, a good workout can do for you. It releases endorphins, it, and it, I mean, it's just, oh, it keeps your body, it, it, for me, it keeps my body level. It, 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 yeah. If I don't get a good workout in, I, I don't feel right. As soon as I get through with this, I'm gonna go to the gym and hit it for a couple of hours. So that's how that's how I maintain my my edge and my sanity, I guess. Well, what do you do in a sense like we have over here, where you know the gyms are closed as well? Basically, everything's closed. Uh, I know you could do some stuff uh, in, inside your home, but that's that's I guess another thing. Like if you're then restricted with that, if that's your uh, thing that makes you happy, you know, what do you do then? Well, so over here, um, we're in North Carolina, so. You know, different states are, you know, opened up uh, at different times. We were shut down for about a month to where all gyms were shut down and everything. And it was it was tough. I uh, I got on Craigslist and bought a, bought some weights and bought some equipment mm. uh, and set up a little home gym and a renter house I got. And, and that got me through. But the uh, first couple of weeks, man, I was pretty, uh, pretty regimented with it. But I kind of dropped off and kind of not having a gym to go to i kind of lost a little bit of my momentum but it, it definitely uh filled that void but it wasn't wasn't the same as going to the gym but mm. uh, there's a, a local gym here that opened up yeah they weren't really supposed to but they opened up anyway and i i went and have been going back ever since uh and since now all the gyms are open back up um to a limited capacity so so I guess we're fortunate. I know y'all are still shut down in England, but yeah, we're fortunate that things have, have are, are back open now. You were uh, you mentioned in uh, do a little sidebar here. You mentioned a little story that we were talking about before uh, before we recorded about uh, you know I was talking to you about wrestling. We were talking about uh, I know uh, Ray brought up a, a conversation about how you know he used to he used to you know North Carolina go to the. Uh, some of the TV tapings or, or sort of be around and um, met a couple guys. You, uh, you, you have an interesting story about David Flair. Yeah. Yeah. So David, I actually know David personally. Um, he, he lives in our, our hometown here in Shelby, North Carolina. Um, yeah. I know him from the gym and kind of through mutual friends. So I got with him some and yeah, he's a, he's a pretty good dude. He, mar he married a girl from here, and so they, that's how he wound up here, which we're we're about an hour away from Charlotte, um, you know, where Rick and, and David yeah, yeah. so that's not that far away, you know. You think, uh, you know, he's, uh, you, you get this with a lot of guys that, or guys and gals that tend to be sort of offspring of, of professional wrestlers. You see some getting some. Do you think uh, David's kind of a person that probably wants to keep as far away from the business as he possibly can? Oh, well, you know, he, he, he did wrestle himself for a while. Um, yeah. I don't think he has much involvement with it now. I think he lives a pretty domestic life uh, for the most part right now. But um, I think he likes to stay out of the limelight. I think he likes to do his own thing. And, um, you know, like I said, I think he, he ventured down there that way a little bit. But like I said, he was in wrestling for a while. But, yeah, he lives a pretty domestic life now. Um and, you know, you, you won't ever hear him talk about his dad, you know, and if, and if you do, he's kind of, yeah, he don't like to brag about it, but I think he's, uh, he just likes to do his own thing. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that kind of makes sense, I guess, in, in someone that kind of wants to keep as far away from it as possible. And you're uh, referring to that w wonderful um, WCW storyline, which uh, was wonderful. And then in, uh, I believe it was WWE, where <laughs> Undertaker beat the piss out of him that one time, and then they never saw him again. What a what a what a way to go out on uh, on that one. Let's go back to our uh, our conversation here. You said about weightlifting is uh, something you do for. Uh, I, I I feel I should be one of those bonehead guys that say, "Hey, Mike, how much do you lift, bro?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, so you really ask me. So uh, the most I've ever got three hundred. Ooh, wow. Yeah, you know, man, I kind of plateaued out. Uh, I can I can get you know 290 consistently, but I've got 300 one time on one occasion. So you know you know you compare myself to a lot of guys, and that's nothing compared to some of these guys. But you know for me I'm, I'm cool with that. I'd always like to lift more. Um, you know I'm never satisfied with how much I can lift. But for me I don't really try to. It ain't about how much weight I can lift. It's just about overall shape. Yeah. That I am. And then, you know, so you know. If, if I can go in and a lot of times I'll do like a volume workout where I'll just do a shitload of reps. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm if I'm in good shape, I look good. I don't I don't have to bench four hundred pounds to be happy, you know. Ray, how much do you lift? Shit, I have no idea. Man. <laughs> I saw him lift a twelve ounce beer earlier. Uh, yeah, I lift those pretty good. Yeah, one on curls or. His, his right arm is pretty strong. He's pretty strong with one-arm curls there. 12-ounce curls. Good lad. You being a member of uh, a gym and being quite uh, in shape, would you say that you uh, get a second look from the ladies? Uh, well, you know, um, there's always uh, there's always some women floating around. And I, I get some glances, I ain't gonna lie. Well, I actually need your assistance, you see, Mike, because uh, I, being a... Uh, a singleton i need uh, you to be my wingman so uh, i'd like to invite you to uh, my house and uh, you be my wingman please hey i, I would i've always wanted to come to england man uh, yeah whenever we get out to jail and we'll fucking uh we'll throw down dude we'll have a good time see you heard it here. It's happening sometime in the future. It's good. You know what? Actually, you know what, Mike? No, I don't want you to be my wingman. You know why? Because I just realized, I bet you're one of them guys that just hugs it all for yourself. <laughs> you, you'll go out there and go, yeah, I'm going to get you. And you're like, nah, I'm just going to keep this all for myself. And then I'm the little jabroni on the side who gets nothing. No, man, I'm not like that, dude. I'm a... He's a chick magnet. I mean... <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it could be those things where it backfires on me because it doesn't work. <laughs> no, man, I, I, try to, I try to support my buddies, man. Like, uh, you know, I would never, you know, if if, if I see a, a guy, my buddy's talking to this girl, I wouldn't I wouldn't go try to cop block him, you know? <laughs> um, that's what it's... That's the most... I would, I, I would actually try to help him out as much as I could, but, you know, man... Uh, I'm not. I'm not like that, you know. He so. pulls. He pulls it like it's got handlebars. Hey, I just. I just stand back. Let him come. Man. I don't. I don't chase that shit. Well, you know, I. I appreciate that, and I, it's interesting, you know, because you and uh, you and old Ray are a little bit different, you know. Uh, Ray's obviously a, a family man with his uh, seven children and his wife Sheila. Mm -hmm. You uh, see any uh, marriage on the cards for you personally? Uh, nah. I'm probably gonna be a bachelor for for a while, so. For the rest of your life. You never know. You know, I might meet a, I might meet that person tomorrow. Who knows? But 
I just take it day by day now. I can I? Enjoy, can I, enjoy I, best I can. I can do what the hell I want to do. And you don't have to tell anybody. Hey, when, gotta, he walk, when he walks out the door to go somewhere, he don't have to tell nobody or explain why he's going. True. Like yeah. <laughs> I go to the gym when I leave here, and I don't. I don't really have to explain to anybody that. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be gone for a couple hours, and I'm just gonna fucking go. Yeah. You said you've known uh, Ray since, uh, well, since you were quite young, right? So how, how many years is that now? Dude, I've known, I've known Ray since kindergarten. Man, you've done it for a long time. I grew up. We're uh, like two miles, three two miles, miles from each other. Yeah. So in all the time that you've known Ray, have you ever gotten into a fight with Ray? No, but I'm going to tell you a story of what Ray did. Ray, oh. Ray knocked out my mom's. Oh God! No, he didn't just go there. <laughs> oh God! This, this motherfucker. No, he didn't just go there. Oh hell! He no. fucking hit my mom in the head with a golf club. What the fuck? Knocked out every one of her teeth on one side of her face. I didn't do it oh. on purpose. I did not do it on purpose. We we were playing miniature golf. I don't know if y'all call it putt putt. In uh, in England, okay, we're playing miniature golf. And well, I, this I motherfucker know. thinks he's on the PGA how, Tour. How old? How old was was that? Oh, eight, nine, probably. Yeah. Eight, nine years old. Okay, <laughs> I I hit the ball, and it was like on the eighteenth hole, and it was up this big hill, and it didn't go up the hill. Okay, it came back, it rolled back to me. I tried, I didn't hit it hard enough, so I reared back like like you do, like a damn golf swing. Okay, and I didn't know she was right behind me when I did that. The wow. damn club hit her right in the mouth. Knocked oh, out every wow. one of her teeth on, on the right Jesus side of her face. Christ. Yeah, and I still feel bad to that to this day about that. Wow. Did you, that, that is incredible. <laughs> fucking ruthless, man. If fucking Ray Geddes is fucking ruthless, man. I know. You beat <laughs> up old ladies. I love a woman in a heartbeat. You don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't cross that motherfucker. Man. How, uh... How do you like? How do you repay someone for, for doing something like that? Because that's almost like going to live with you for the rest of your life. Look, I, look, I, I, I told his mama, I'm sorry, I don't know how many times through my life. Like every time I'd see her, I'd go over there, I'd go over there to his house, or go whatever, and I'd see her and I'd tell her I'm sorry, even after that. Ain't no telling how many times I apologize to her about that through the years. Yeah. Wow, that is uh, an incredible story. Thanks for bringing that up, Mike. Uh, Ray, I think I've changed my tune about you, you absolute uh, cretin, you flipping violent man. He's a fucking, he's a fucking yeah. psychic. Yeah. Well, don't ever golf him with that motherfucker. <laughs> don't get behind me if you do. <laughs> yeah, don't go, uh, yeah, I don't think I'll. Uh, I don't think I'll ever golf with you. Has she, uh, has she accepted your apology? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She got. Hey, look. She got she's it. about the nicest person you'll ever meet. Okay. I, was, I was wondering you if you... No grudge, no hard feelings about that that I know of. <laughs> she was all cool with it. <clears throat> She's about the nicest, sweetest lady in the world. She was, so. Mike, I'm surprised you didn't step in there and uh, beat his ass. Well. He was he was real little then, though. Yeah, the dude, yeah. you got to think, man, we were like, he was eight and I was like five, so. Right. Uh, you know, man, at this time, man, I mean, I, I probably, I probably would have took his big ass. So, <laughs> I didn't see it, but I heard it. I, like, what the that? I turned around, I looked over, and mom has got her hand in her mouth, and blood's run down her arm. I'm like, what the hell just happened? I, so, felt, I still, look, I felt so bad about that. I really did. <laughs> and still do. Man, I'd, I'd be, like, mortified if I did that, man. I'd 
try and put them bloody teeth back in if I could myself. I don't even. It's been so long. I don't even remember. I remember it, but I don't remember like the aftermath of it. Like I remember doing that, but I don't remember the aftermath. Like what? I know we I were. I can't remember we, exactly. No, I know. I know. The, oh, the party. The party kept on. Okay, <laughs> we had a birthday party. We had his brother's birthday party. The party, oh, the party kept going strong even after she did that. <laughs> yeah, she went off to the dentist. The party kept party. going on. <laughs> wow. Love it. Well, okay, then. That, uh, that uh, kind of makes me makes me laugh. That was a, a, a good story there. Have you, uh, in, in terms of you and, and Ray, of course, how long you've known each other now? Your your family's pretty much uh, on good terms. You guys kind of know each other's family members now, I guess, in terms of how long you've you've known each other. Yeah, we, we we're in a small community, so everybody knows everybody. So I I'm good friends with his brother. He's he's good friends with my brother. You know, we're yeah. we're all we're all pretty no, <clears throat> pretty close knit. No, his his dad real well, and his yeah. brother. Yeah. You're seen his uh, brother actually roomed with me in college. Ah. You ever seen the movie? You know Andy, the Andy Griffith show. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, it's like, it's like everybody. Knows it's everybody. exactly. <laughs> yeah. it's, so it's pretty much Mayberry. <laughs> but I actually went to uh, college and played baseball, and I, the place, the town I was in was for the Mount Airy, North Carolina, is where uh, Andy Griffith was based out of. So. You say a lot of uh, things about baseball. Is, uh, is baseball something you kind of wanted to do when you kind of grew up from being a kid? Was that your kind of go future goal, baseball? Uh, I was always good at it and I always loved playing. And, yeah, it was it was a passion of mine for sure. And Why didn't you pursue that as a career? Or did you pursue well, it as a career? Everybody wants to do that, but reality is not everybody uh, can make it. Not everybody's talented enough, I guess. I mean, I never had uh, – I never was that big back then, so – you know, okay. To, to get, I was a pitcher. To get drafted as a pitcher, you need to throw. You need to throw at least ninety and be six five and you know, weight two hundred pounds. So. so what? What kind of path did you, did uh, did life kind of take you down? What ended up being your kind of thing that that took you into adulthood, as it were? Um. Now say that again. What what kind of what road did you kind of end up taking um, in terms of your sort of future career? What kind of what kind of road did you go down? What did you end up doing? Uh, well, I, I I got hurt playing ball in college, and then uh, I, you I didn't throw up. as fast afterwards, did you? Yeah, I, I talked out about eighty five, but you know I didn't I didn't really hit my growth spurt until after college, honestly. But um, right at the time, I was pretty small, um, but. So I left there and I uh, got a job at uh, UPS and I drove a, drove a UPS truck for a while. Yeah. So that's what I did, you know, right after college. And then then I left there and, and went to, uh, went back to school and got a mechanical design degree. And I mechanical off, design? Mechanical design, yeah. What is that? That is, uh, I've never heard that before. Um, so basically anything, I mean, any product or anything has been designed by somebody. I mean, some engineer or some oh, designer designed it. I mean, any any consumer product has got a blueprint for it or has got a model for it. You know? So what did you do with that uh, mechanical design degree? Did you kind of set up your own business or did you end up going for to work for a big one, big business? 
I've worked for a few different companies. Um, I've worked, worked in several different in industries. I worked, worked for a defense contractor for a while. I did. Uh, um, uh, I did uh, armored vehicles. So the company worked for, we would get a, a Yukon or a Tahoe or something like that. Yeah. So we, we would retrofit it and put in armor armor plates around the whole capsule and uh, and make it bulletproof basically. So, um, so that was that was a cool job. I did a lot for the Marine Corps, Department of State, um, uh, you know, stuff like that. That was pretty cool. Pretty cool job. Well, that's uh, it's interesting. I've never heard of uh, mechanical design like that, but uh, especially in, in sort of the way that, that things work. So I guess that can kind of be, uh, well, I guess exciting and boring at the same time, but I guess everything else is that, that does that too. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it can be boring, but I mean, um, it's, I'm, I'm good at it. Um, it's, it's a pretty cool job. So now that uh, now that we've kind of gone off the uh, the, the sort of the, the wrestling part and uh, I've sort of gone on off from that, in terms of Ray's uh, Ray's show and the things that he does, do you see yourself being there for a long time? Do you have a little bit of a an, an expiry date on how long you're going to work on that show? Yeah, I can see myself doing it for a while. Um, yeah, he'll probably do it till I get through. I do. I do a lot of cameo stuff. Huh. And be there. He better do it till I till I get through. Yeah. Yeah, like I say, Ray Ray's like a a brother to me, man. So we look out for each other. That's cool. I I find uh, I find that Ray's very loyal. Would you agree with that? Oh, he's very loyal. Like I say, uh, anytime you you've had a friend since kindergarten, that that tells you something, you know. Apart from when he beat up your mum at one time. Aside from, <laughs> so you should never, you should never <laughs> told him that. Aside, aside, from, him, about that aside from him trying to murder my mom, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on to uh, some some other topics here, and you were saying about uh, you know most of these uh, things. I want to kind of bring both of you into this because. I've uh, I've been doing a little bit of a research. I've been doing a little bit of research on uh, on North Carolina, the state of North Carolina. And I was going to do a quiz, but instead of a quiz, I was uh, I'm going to be honest. There were things that that really confused the hell out of me. So I was looking at what is the uh, the main dance in North Carolina, and it's called the shag. What in the hell is the shag? Oh, Some, it's a dance. Something that I don't fucking do. I it's a dance. I don't do the shag either, but it's a dance. Basically, a lot of old people yeah. shag. Yeah. Well, I bet they do. <laughs> well, it's it's ironic because uh, shag in England is basically uh, a euphemism for having sex. So that's yeah. What... <laughs> we like doing that too. <laughs> well, well, I just I just I've never seen it. So can you send me and all of my uh, podcast fans the a video of you doing the shag, not that shag, but the dance. I can promise you, there's no video uh, proof out there of me shagging because I've never shagged. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would uh, probably embarrass myself if I did. I'm not a dancer. I expect here that the 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 the, the, the North Carolina beverage uh, is actually milk, which I find weird. I thought it would be beer. There's, I mean. 
if you, want if you want something unique to the Carolinas, Sundrop. Sundrop is is it's a drink kind of similar to Mountain Dew. It's a soda. It's a citrus right. citrus soda. Yeah. It's a lot like a Mellow Yellow or a uh, Mountain Dew. It tastes better than Mountain Dew. Now they Dew. have them all over the southeast, but it's pretty pretty regionalized to the southeast. Yeah. But it's made it was originated here in the Carolinas. Yeah. So it's it's uh it's good and it, we also have it's good, uh, very sweet. Sundrop is something yeah. we have here that that not many people around outside of Carolinas has. It's called it's called liver mush. Right. And so it's it's kind of like like liver pudding, kind of sausage, kind of like sausage. But you don't eat actual liver, do you? There is actual. It's got parts of liver in it. Yeah. Parts of liver, parts of. It's uh, all. It's listen. It's all the parts of the animal they didn't use. They okay. just discarded parts yeah. of the animal yeah. that they put together to make something. Yeah. It doesn't sound very edible, but... But it's, it's very good. good. It's actually really good. Yeah. Well, you say that, but the uh, the, the food that it said here was uh, scopanong grape and sweet potato. What the hell of a combination is that? <laughs> Have you ever had a meal of scopanog or scopanong? No, I've never had that. Grape and sweet potato. What is that? Well, I'm guessing it's just a potato and a grape together, which seems a bit weird, but whatever floats your boat, I guess. Yeah, I've never had that, man. Man, you people ain't proper North Carolinas, are you? Well, I mean, like, okay, and everybody said, ooh, gross, that's gross about liver mush. But if you think, but do you eat hot dogs? Does anybody eat hot dogs? This is kind of similar to that. They use all the leftover stuff to make the hot dog. With the same way with the liver mush, they use the leftover stuff to make liver mush. What liver is the what is the North Carolina motto? Um, Hell, I don't even know. Out on a person flight. I oh guess. my goodness, guys, come like, on! That's what's on the license plate. So you know the Wilburn Oil Wright, who invented the airplane. So supposedly the first. Like they the that, first flight in the airplane they made was was in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. Was here in North Carolina. Yeah. It is Esse Quam Vaderi, which is Latin for to be rather than to seem. I don't know. I never you know what the North Carolina, Carolina away from North Carolina I've been here here in Hawk my whole life and I had never heard that say. <laughs> North wow. Carolina saying to me is Yonk too. Yonk too. Yonk too. <laughs> you know what that means? I don't know. You tell me what that means. Uh, do you want to? Yeah, we just shorten it down. We shorten it down to you want to. You want to? And why, why isn't that the motto then? If you're if you're in agreement, if you want to, you say, I. 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 Yeah, I can I can dig that. I. I is all right. So you say, do you want to? You say all right. You say you want to. All right. That's kind of like it's kind of like okay. There's a uh, city or a town. That's uh close to us, and instead of it's Rutherfordton. Okay, that's how you say it. Everybody says Rolfton. 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 We're going Rolfton. <laughs> well, I'm going to get into a bit more of a kind of just a, a general curious question for myself. Um, when I was looking again into the old North Carolina stuff, uh, it, it came up with uh, North Carolina registered voters and kind of what their percentage of voters is. And one thing I found quite interesting on this is from. Uh, uh, statistics from uh, end of last year 2020 the highest is of course uh 35% for democrats 30% for republican but they're third 
the second highest uh, registered vote is, is for unaffiliated, which I don't see that in many, many states. It's usually Democrat, Republican, and the rest of them. So why do you guys think that and this, we've got that's at least 2 million votes, 456,000 are more for unaffiliated than Republican? And this is from the end of last year, by the way. I mean, I'm unaffiliated, so I, mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a particular reason that I am. I'm just, just am. Right, uh, you're the, usually the smart one. There's a lot of bickering uh, between the Democrats and Republicans in the U.S. Yeah, there's a lot of bickering. It's, it's, it's all just a, it's just a battle between the two, and it seems like if they're they, more worried about fighting each other than they are getting doing what's done. best for the country. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I, and I, and I understand, and you know, people kind of go for that, which is a good thing, by the way, to, to go for a, a different choice. That's how you should vote if you want to kind of go away from it. I just thought for, for you guys, if there, if there was any particular individual or a particular group that was local to you that was sort of being that third or that second vote that uh, maybe not a, a lot of other states would have. Well, there's not really any other party other than Democrat Republican that's really got a chance of winning uh, any kind of seat, but. I mean, I'm independent, so I mean, I'll vote for the candidate and not vote for the party. Well, that's what that's what I do too. A lot of Democrats Republicans will vote straight ticket, which means yeah, they'll vote for just Democrats no matter who who it is. But I'm not like I vote for whoever whoever I like as a person. Yeah, Ray, when are you going to yeah, run I for agree with uh, issues? Well, when are you going to run, Ray, for the uh, Constitution Party when you retire from the job that you do in real life? Uh, Probably a couple of years after that. Good lad. Can I be your uh, vice president? Yes. 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 Going to be a great PR for you, pal. Going to be uh, the. Uh... So let's uh, let's talk about the uh, well, what you were alluding to. How is uh, how is your team in the uh, current league in the Major League Baseball team? You're doing good. You're doing bad. Mike, hit me up with that knowledge. Well, they hadn't they hadn't started the season yet. Um... It won't start for another month or so, probably. Yeah, yeah. I meant sort of. Well, even though I didn't say it, the uh, the, the the previous 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 season. Uh, well, honestly, man, like uh, I grew up playing baseball, but I don't really watch baseball as much anymore. Um, I guess I pull for the Braves, but I don't really have a diehard team. I'm oh, okay. Kind of more of a football guy now. Uh, I watch football. Big Carolina Panthers fan. Oh, come on, Mike. We were doing so well. I, I would reason with you on baseball, but don't be talking to me anything about that fake football. <laughs> don't be going on with that. Me and Ray have already argued this all day long. You want to watch some real sport? You want to watch some British football? The real stuff. The Look, real I, would, I would watch rugby. I would watch rugby. rugby. I'd watch rugby. Yeah, but I'm also talking about as you what we would actually call football not this soccer nonsense football americano i wouldn't i wouldn't watch i wouldn't watch uh football americano is what we call football soccer they call it football yeah i think we're the only country to call it soccer i think so yeah it's, it's called football don't 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 lie now i'm not a big uh soccer person why well when we grew up, soccer wasn't that popular. And How dare you? You got to run too fucking much. 
<laughs> you run. And I, we've had this no, don't you before. start, Ray. Don't you start with this. You run all this time. Oh, there's off. no climax where, where you where you get to go. You, the climax is the goal. Yeah, like basketball, you run, but then there's a, a foul or stop ball and you can rest. Soccer, you're running the whole fucking time. Oh, please. You get the ball, you shoot the goal. You can't use your hands. Can't use your hands for nothing. Everything you have to use your. And I still don't understand offsides. Yeah, well, I keep explaining it to you, Ray, but you don't get it because you're stupid. I don't. So get here's, it. here's how much I don't know about soccer or football. Where you gonna call? So I was in Guatemala one time, and I was with a group from my church, and we were playing a pickup soccer game with some of the local people in Guatemala. Mm. So. Guys down there, they're good. They're really good. Because um, that's about all they had to do. That's, that's, their, that's their sport of choice. That's yes. their sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're playing some of these local people. And uh, that's the first time I'd ever played an organized game of soccer. Mm. So we're out there, and one of their guys is, is kicking my preacher. Kicked him in the shin a couple times, like, I didn't think he was really playing dirty. He was kind of playing dirty. Mm. So I yelled out, green card, green card. (laughs) 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 And my preacher was like, nah. I was like, oh, shit. I would have loved loved for them to just put up a green card just to see what what everyone did. We're going to deport them, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I, would lo- I would have loved for them to just put out a green card just to see what people would have done. And yeah. fucking all start, start running, probably. <laughs> what the hell are you doing in Guatemala? Uh, we're down there on a mission trip with my church. Oh, cool. It's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty country. Is, uh, is that something you do quite frequently with your group? Do you go to different countries? I've been there. I've been to Guatemala twice. I've been to Haiti twice. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Are these the only two places you've been outside of America? I've been to Mexico uh, and those two places. You know, since we're on since we're on that topic of uh, of, of religion, I think that's a great uh, a great conversation. You know, people people always talk about faith, right? Their faith, their true faith, and what is the true meaning of faith? And I kind of feel like there's two, and you know, obviously me and Ray know I'm going to be talking to a, a man who is there, pretty much ahead of a certain faith, and we're going to probably get a bit more detailed into into that conversation. But for you, Mike, uh, you know, I, I kind of feel like there's just two separate entities: one is faith, and one is religion. Faith being the, you know, the the, the trust or or the confidence in something, uh, maybe bigger than than yourself, and religion kind of being the the, the set of rules that maybe that the thing that people get. Uh, kind of argue about so what does kind of faith mean to you how would you define faith how do you how, how is that important to you well re- religion to me is is uh the publicity of it um you can't have religion without having faith first i mean you know anybody can say they're religious and publicize that and you know they're all about you know checking their checking their name on the attendance sheet at church but faith is, faith is just, uh, you know, believing in God, believing He died for your sins, and believing that, uh, you know, applying His principles to your life. And can, can you do you think that being faithful and and being a part of faith, do you think that can cure people's troubles? You know, whatever it may be, mentally, physically, or or anything else. 
Uh, it can help, yeah. I mean, um, it's it's not going to cure you. I mean, if you if you have cancer and you have faith in God, I mean, that's not going to cure the cancer. But I mean, miraculous things can happen. I think if you, I think the Lord has a, a way of supernaturally healing you at some times. But um, you know, to me, it's just about how I try to live my life. You know, yeah. How I treat other people. You know what I do to um, it's mainly just how I live my life and um well, I mean, it get, I mean, my, I guess the point I'm making here is, is has faith benefited you in your life? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, if you look at the bigger picture of life, I mean, this life is short. And, mm. you know, we're all going to a better place when we die. And, you know, you can look into our, um, you can look at one specific problem you have and get bogged down with it. But if you got to look at the bigger picture that, you know, there's there's more to out there than our particular problem. And life is short, mm. but you know, it just kind of keeps things in perspective for me. I mean, um, I, I can worry about a lot of things and let things really get me down. But if I if I you know read the Bible or if I look at it in a spiritual content, it, it's not that big of a deal in the big picture. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess the, the the sort of topics that people always talk about, and it's always different things. And regardless, we're not going to obviously go over every single flipping issue that there ever is. But I think the, the the kind of things that where people clash on is that kind of progression of culture, progression of people, and that's where it tends to clash with um, you know that kind of real hard conservative kind of view on 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 sort of religion and faith and things like that. Would you say that's something that you kind of have have clashed with yourself? Are you very much sort of conservative in that regard, or are you pretty much open to kind of anybody who lives their life in any particular way? Uh, are you quite liberal with that? What was your sort of stance on that? You know, I believe what I believe, but you know, if, if the guy beside me does not believe in God or believes uh, in some other religion or whatever, I'm going to treat him the same that I treat uh, a fellow Christian. Yeah. Uh, it's not, and, and for people that try to criticize other people for their religion or put them down, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says we love, ever love all of our neighbors um, like they were our own family, you know. So, mm. you know, I've been friends with a uh, guy I used to work with at UPS was a Muslim, one of my best friends that I had. Oh, really? Uh, we, it was, it was, yeah. So, we, um. We didn't see eye to eye on that. We didn't really have to talk about that to, yeah. to find a common bond. Um, you know, if, if you treat me with respect, I'll treat you with respect. I'm not going to be the one out there. I'm not a holy roller type person. I'll be out in a bar drinking a beer. I'm not, I don't sit at home and meditate all day. I mean, I'm not that type guy, but I just want to be a good, decent human being and know like that. That I will be there, will be there for, for my fellow man, and from a human point of view, from a human standpoint, I like to be able to relate to people. You don't have to believe everything I believe in, but if I can find that common bond with with somebody, that's that's what it's all about. I mean, and that goes beyond 
what you believe in from a religious standpoint. If you don't believe in that, I, I don't care. You know, it's whatever. I'm not going to treat you any differently. You know. Well, I like that, you know, because uh, I feel like that's what it's uh, what it's about. And, and you sort of saying that story about the person that is a different sort of uh, faith to you is, you know, it's important that, you know, you sort of look past that. And I quite like that. I think that's what it should be. And with all the stuff that we've been talking about, have you ever thought about being a pastor? Uh, not really. I mean, I, I do think that, that I feel like that we're all called to be ministers. Uh, but that doesn't mean I have to be a that has to be my paying job. Right, right. Stand in front of a pulpit every Sunday. Uh, you know, I can be a minister and act. I can just act uh, in a godly way. And that, and if that rubs off some, some, from somebody how I act, that's my mm. ministry. You know, if I can um, just be kind, be a good friend, be a service to my community, that's, that's my ministry. So I don't think you have to have a. Uh, I think it, it, it's our it's our goal or it's our purpose to spread His glory, and we all do that in, in different ways. You know, I just don't think I'm called to be a stand up in front of a pulpit preacher. If you yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense for uh, for for the way that people interpret it and the way that people sort of see it from a, a, a different perspective and. Before we wrap up the conversation on uh, on that religious thing, you know, how would you deal with someone who is uh, kind of a skeptic and, you know, kind of says, you know, I don't really uh, agree with all this religious stuff. You know, I don't really get all this uh, all this nonsense about, you know, faith and religion and how can I like someone who's not there and, and all those kind of things. How would you sort of explain to someone, you know, it, it's not about, you know, what what they think it is. Obviously, you can tell me it's it's about way, way, way more than that. But how do you not necessarily convert someone, but kind of get somebody to understand? You know, what, what's all this all about? Well, you know, that's where you know that's where I I have a lack of understanding myself, the the story behind everything. I get lost in, um, but I know that. Um, I've had enough experience in my life to where I've, I've really felt the Holy Spirit in my life. Yeah. And it's the feeling that you get. It's not anything you can really put your finger on that um, is, I can't say, oh, there's, you know, I have a hard time believing some of the things that I hear in the Bible. Yeah. Like, it's hard for me to really to say, okay, here's proof that this did or didn't happen or whatever. It's more just a feeling of the spirit that I get that when I pray to God, I, I feel a sense of peace. I feel, um, I feel good. I, f I feel his, his love inside me. It's more mm. of a thing, uh, uh, concrete evidence type thing, if that makes sense. So has there ever been a, a particular time in your life where your faith has been tested yourself? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, we was talking about my mom earlier. She, she passed away 15 years ago. Right. Um, yeah, that really tested my faith. I was pretty upset and bitter and angry yeah. at, at God, you know, but um, I tried to look at it like, you know, everybody's going to die at some point. Mm. Um, it's, 
and you know, I try to look at other people who had lost uh, parents or family members. Um, it's the same as me. And there was a girl in my community that that her whole family was killed in a plane crash. Yeah. Not long after my mom passed away, four of her family members. She was almost only one who who lived. And I'm thinking, you know, how am I? How should I be? Uh, why should I be mad and sad and bitter about this when? Look at this girl's lost her whole family. At least I still have my brother and my dad. You know. So. Well, when you when you think about death and you're talking about um, not just that example you gave there, but you know how does and you could use it from a faith aspect if you want. When you have someone that passes, you know do, how how do you deal with that? How if you are someone that's quite bitter and angry and and you you are uh, involved in faith, you know you're going to think to yourself, you know, why did they take them from me? What what why why do that now? You want to say everyone has a plan, but why? Why take them from me? You know what? How would somebody deal with that when they when they're quite angry and, and have that question in their minds of why was that person taken from me? I mean, I don't really know how to explain to somebody else, and, and as far as for them not to be mad about it and sad about it because that's human nature. But I mean. It goes back to my saying the big perspective of life, life is short. We're all going to die at some point, um, some sooner than others. Um, that's why everything on this earth is, is temporary, you know. And But also, you know, um, everybody has a different path. Everybody has a different story, I think. You know, part of my story, I think, and what I can, I can do, I think I'm equipped to help other people who, is, who have lost a parent. Yeah, I can sympathize with them and I can relate to them. And so I think that's a blessing that I can turn the pain that I had into to helping somebody else. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's never easy to do that. But, you know, you got to look at the people you'll have on this earth. And I think that's that's angels that's, that's God's put in my life to help, you know, ease the blow of losing my mom, you know, so. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's why I lean on those people. You know, Sean, um, I had a buddy, uh, one of my buddies, uh, uh, he was uh, he was there for me. Ray's been here for me. Uh, I've got a lot of a lot of good buddies I can name, uh, you know, off the top of my head that's, that's been there for me, you know, in my life. So that's God's way of... My brother. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ray, Ray's brother was there and, you know... Uh, Try to lean on those people, you know, and, and be glad I still have those people in my life. Well, like that, and regardless of faith, support to make sure that, of course, you have a good support network. I think that's important. And we did get a little bit deep there, but that's what we do here. And uh, we're going to be heading on down the road now as we are heading towards our special end time. But, of course, we can't get out of here until we do our own uh, Q&A. And uh, we're going to hit you right uh, right in the nuts, Big Mike. Who uh, Who is the most overrated, CAW? Uh, most overrated. Let me think about that. I mean, there's a lot of, um, <laughs> there's a lot of good fighters. Let's go with, uh, Chronic. There it is. Where's that? Why, why do you think that? Uh, I think he just, I don't know. It's hard to describe. I just think he, I just don't think he's that good a fighter. What about uh, underrated? Who do you think is the most underrated? 
Uh, let's think about that. Hmm. Um, that's a good question, man. Um, what about Chris McIntyre? Yeah, Chris Cobra, baby. Yeah, I think he, he don't get uh, the credit that he deserves. I'm going to be uh, hopefully talking to that man in the future, uh, which I'm very much looking forward to. Let's go down to our, uh, our Q&A. So these are some questions that I've uh, built around for you, uh, Big Mike, to, uh, well, see to understand the person uh, that you have. So here's the first question. It's more of a story than a question, but it's a question inside of it. One day, you woke up and found out you are back in your elementary school years and have to live your life all over again. How will you live your life the second time, and what different choices will you be making? Uh, I probably wouldn't worry about shit so much. Um, I worry about a lot of shit, and I probably would have. Uh, well, I would have worried less, and probably probably would have done better in school. Mm. Um, probably, uh, I, you know, I chased girls and played sports, and then I was, I was and. Uh, <laughs> You know, let's be real. I just I didn't study. Uh, I didn't have to. I was I was always really smart growing up and thinking, you know, hell, I can just fucking not study and get by. And you get up in high school and college, you realize that yeah, you got to put forth some effort. So you know, you're, that a little more, so. you're talking about uh, you know being a, a ladies' man. Let's uh, let's let's sort of talk about the elephant in the room. Would you say that Ray Geddes was a little bit of a sexual deviant in his youth? Oh yeah, Ray 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 will run some women. Uh, Ray Ray's a Ray's a cat, man. The, the cat Ray get us. <laughs> you can never uh, turn your back on Ray. Ray will Ray will slay some pussy. Ain't no doubt. About that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you, his wife isn't listening to this because I think we're gonna get in trouble. Oh, right. <laughs> oh hey Scott, also you know I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean nothing by that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to her and uh, see what she thinks. Going down, let's move on to uh, some more Q and A here. Um, what's one thing you've experienced that you are certain almost no one else has? What have I experienced that nobody else has? Yeah. Uh, ain't nobody else been Big Mike. I can tell him something experienced <laughs> that I haven't experienced. That's Dead Skydiving. I don't want to do that. Oh, really? I have been skydiving. What goes through your, your mind when you're literally flying through the air? Like, what, what are you thinking? You know, man, it, it happened so fast. I don't, I don't, I, I can't, I can't really think about what I'm thinking of. But what is that, what is that feeling when you're sort of midair, you know, and you, this, this, you know, it's, it's got to be an absolutely incredible feeling, you know, just, just well, slowing it's a, down. It's a, it's a common misconception of the feeling that you get. So look at it like this. So you, you probably think of, you go skydiving, you got that weightlessness sensation, like your stomach's being taken away, kind of like on a roller coaster. Yeah. You imagine that? Yeah, I guess. So, and that's kind of what I, I thought that it would feel like. But to me, it was, it was like I was just floating in air. It really felt like, you know, you ride on the back of your truck and the wind's hitting your face, the wind's hitting your face real hard. And I'm just kind of like I'm in a, in a deep swimming pool and I'm just floating, but yet there's wind hitting me. Uh, there's yeah. no weightlessness sensation because when you, a weightlessness sensation 
when you get that uh, feeling in your stomach, like your stomach's taken away, yeah, it is when you when your body is at zero inertia and you're still and you're autom- and you all of a sudden go really fast. When your body's still, you're going really fast, real quick. When you're flying, you're in a plane that's already going 100 some mile an hour. So when yeah. you jump off, your body is is not changing speed that much. I think I fell at like 125 mile an hour. So you never really your your body never changes speed much. So, but it was awesome, dude. It was. Uh, uh, I'm kind of scared of heights, which is ironic uh, because obviously you're pretty fucking high speed that skydiving, but. You don't really think of it when you're when you're that high in the air. You don't think about how high you are because all you see is landscape up there. You don't see people. You don't see cars or whatever. See, and that's how you really can can judge how high you are is things that are relative to you. Mm. So, what really the scariest part for me is the canopy ride down once my parachute deployed. Because as oh. I got closer to the ground, I could start seeing objects in the ground yeah i'm thinking shit i'm high i'm really fucking high but when you're that when you're 14 15,000 feet in the air you just see landscape you don't think about how high you are now i ain't gonna lie i was scared shit before i jumped (laughs) i got a video of it and my face is fucking white i mean it's fucking you can tell how scared i was but it was it was biggest adrenaline rush i've ever had so when are you gonna when are you gonna take Ray up onto the airplane to? to yeah, well, no, I ain't going out on a damn airplane. Oh, no, he's so much of a pussy man. Uh, you damn right I am. <laughs> yeah, we'll just strap him to you, so then you're on top and he's at the low. So then you've got uh, someone no, to. No, I'm strapped to somebody that knows what they're doing. I mean... <laughs> you you and Mike strapped together as you parachute down. Blind <laughs> <laughs> leading the blind man. That ain't a good idea. <laughs> Oh, that's great! Oh, now that, that is something I love to see. That oh my goodness! <laughs> Hell, well, I, was... I'm not jumping out of a perfectly good airplane, huh? Dude, that was a rush, man. So like a, a week yeah. after, for a full week after I did it, man, I'm on I'm on this high, like yeah. Everybody's like, hey, man, what's you up to? It's like, man, I gotta tell you shit, man. I'm fucking with skydiving, dude. It's fucking awesome, dude. I was I was like, it's like I was on speed for a week. It was awesome. Well, uh, hopefully in your lifetime, Ray, I'll see the day that you uh, that you jump out of one. Unless, unless that unless that plane has some sort of emergency and it's and it's not going to land, <laughs> yeah, that's the only way in hell I'm going to jump out of an airplane. Yes, it really wasn't that bad, man. I mean, the whole thing—you're free falling for a minute and a half. What okay. if I get what if I get a GoFundMe page get going for you, Ray? What if what a GoFundMe page? No, yeah. <laughs> no. I don't care how much you pay me. I'm not jumping out of the airplane. Oh, uh-huh. go on. Uh-huh. Dude, it's, it's literally one of the funnest things I ever did. Probably the funnest. Yeah. You, you need to do it, man. Yeah, it's something that I, uh, I want to do at some point, which is uh, something I have thought of, of doing. So, uh, absolutely. It uh, sounds like a real uh, real rush. Absolutely. Oh, yes, yeah, good times. Moving on to our very last question before we head on down the road, and uh, probably not a, a sensible question to end on, but hell, what the hell? What's one socially acceptable thing that the opposite sex can do, but you wish you could do? Huh. Well, let me. I'm gonna have to think on that one. I can think of some things that are opposite that 
we can do that's not socially acceptable for a woman to do. Um, what's something they can do that we can't do? Uh, shit, man, I, I don't know, dude. Well, you know, me too. One thing, one thing I'm thinking of, you know, is uh, I don't know why this came into my head, but I guess I just see this a lot. Uh, as we would call trousers, but you call them their pants. Pants with pockets. Why do no females have pants with pockets? Like, why is women clothing have no pockets at all? So then, when you're with them, they're like, "Can you hold this?" I'm like, "No, you hold it." They say, "I can't," because got no pockets. I'm like, "Why have you any pockets for?" They have pockets, but they're so tight they can't fit anything in. Uh-uh. But it's uh, so it's so weird. Like, what? Like, it's almost like, oh, we, we don't need pockets. I'm like, yeah, because you can go get someone else to carry your shit for you. <laughs> yeah. Women carry a lot of shit too, so you think they would have pockets? Yeah, they have. They have the bag. But they purses. got the damn uh, the yoga pants. Now I'm a big fan of yoga pants. Yeah, I bet you are about your dirty. <laughs> but at the same time, you get you get these women that uh, should not be allowed to wear yoga pants that fucking wear yoga pants that uh, kind of ruin it for. <laughs> it's like you get. To, you see some fat chick with yoga pants on. It's like they don't fit her. You want to gouge your eyes out? <laughs> it's like, damn. That's, that shouldn't be socially acceptable. Well, my- uh, no. <laughs> fat chick with yoga pants. <laughs> you, uh, you, you're talking about uh, you know, a lot of ladies throughout this podcast. And I was going to ask you, what, uh, what, what's your kind of your, your thing? Like, what's your, it might not be a chat up line. It might be uh, maybe the way that you do something or maybe the way you say, what's your, what's your sort of, Entry into a, a conversation with a lady. He does. He does the joy from friends approach. <laughs> how, you doing? how you doing? Man, I don't. <laughs> I, don't I don't have a pickup line. Should I tell him that pickup line I used that one time? I don't know. Is that appropriate for here? Uh, at the Merle Beach. Just, just tell me, and if not, I'll let you. Oh, B and D. and D. Yeah. Uh, you tell him it. I mean, it's funny. So, it, man, this is not, I mean, it, I was really shit-faced. This was when I was, like, just graduated high school. But, uh, approached this girl at the Myrtle Beach on the Strip. And uh told her I had the B&D disorder. So she was all sympathetic. Oh, you know, oh, that's terrible, man. She was petting me and whatever. She didn't even know what B&D was. B and D, B and D, yeah. And finally, after about thirty minutes or so, she's like, "Man, what is uh, what is the B and D disorder?" <laughs> I said, "The big nut disorder." <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> the fact that you actually did that. What was the reaction from the woman? Uh, she she was kind of shocked, but long story short, I you I gotta laugh you gotta laugh out of it. She <laughs> laugh out of it. Yeah, I ended up getting I ended up getting laid, so I mean it was wow it worked, it worked out yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's uh I was drunk and, and a teenager. I don't have I don't I don't do pickup lines. I just talk to girls like the real B and D. Well, I think that's a great way to end the podcast with about talking about B and D. I've been talking to uh, Big Mike, been talking to Mike Sutton, I've been talking to Sutton Dead. Before before we uh, head on down the road, Mike, uh, where can we follow you on social media? Uh, I don't I don't really have a social media. 
I'm thinking about I'm thinking about getting one, but I don't really have one right now. But I'm thinking I'm thinking about setting one up soon. Fine. Well, uh, whatever then. We will uh, we'll obviously catch you on uh, GSF. That's where you can see Big Mike. Catch you on GSF. GSF Carnage is coming at some point in the future. Uh, and uh, when it does, he's, I suggest uh, he's got a Twitter. Well, he's we, got a Twitter. We got it. Uh, he's got a Twitter. Mike Sutter. M I K E. S U D D E R T H at Mike uh, Sutton. Well, there you go. Well, I let my social media people run. I, I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> I, run, I, run, I run your okay. your uh, Mike account half the time. Okay. I didn't yeah. know y'all had that set up. <laughs> Before we uh, before we actually head on uh, down the road and finish this podcast, uh, one thing I forgot to mention that uh, I haven't brought up, and that is, since we've been talking for about an hour, can we now confirm that you, Mike, are real and you're not Ray Geddes with a voiceover? Can I confirm that? Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. How do you want me to do that? <laughs> we can both talk at the same time. How about yeah, that? Yeah, you, you need to say something at the same time. Uh, I'm not Mike. <laughs> you want us to do a little harmonizing here or some shit? <laughs> well, they hear it, folks. Big right, one, two, three. Yeah, I'll say I'm not Mike. And you can say I'm not Ray. And we'll say it at the same time. One, two, three. I'm, I'm not, not Mike. Ray. <laughs> Right, there you go. There you go, folks. He's real. Uh, but no one Ray, he probably he probably tried something. He tried something on that on that video editing software that he's got, that little naughty swine. I did but it. I did it. That was me. That yeah. is the end of uh, of the podcast. Ray is Ray and Mike is Mike and I am the Jamco. We're heading on down the road here. Appreciate Big Mike coming up on the, on this podcast. We're gonna be back with you once again next time for another edition of this old uh, podcast, Jamco Talks. But for me, from Mike and from Ray, it is stay safe and be good to one another. See you soon. Jamco Talks is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Check out all things FWZ on the FWZ Collection channel. Bust a nut anytime we're in the ring.